Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to latest edition of Laces Out. Jared Bailey, Kurt Homister with you on the Believe Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, joined by, you know, Matt, we haven't seen you in like two months on this show. You've got the most Tribute Bowl championships in the history of this show. Uh, it's, it's good to see you again, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You didn't see me because I was on vacation. Yeah, the you were you were on vacation all of summer. You kept posting pictures. You were a world traveler. I was a, I was a jealous man. <laughs> I um, I save all my vacation every year for the summer. That's smart. And, good way uh, to go. So, I've got to get away because during the season, I don't I don't really have any days off. So, um, yeah. But now now I'm I'm back and I will be here without break until about May first. <laughs> Don't we love it? It's football season. It is football season. Week two is uh, behind us now, and right. it, it was a fun week. Fun week. Fun week. A uh, bunch of good games, Matt. We'll we'll kick it off here with with your team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, something that we don't really see very often: Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, not coming away in September in the first month of the year. And something we really don't see is Lamar Jackson and the Ravens taking down the Chiefs. So. You know, I know you've done a bunch of shows, and I'm sure you're probably sick of talking about this game, but um, give us a, a quick little synopsis of your breakdown. No, I mean, really, I think, look, you have to give credit to Baltimore. They came back. They were down double digits in the fourth quarter, and they, they found a way to win. But I think for Kansas City, I mean, the main concern is your defense stinks. But you're also, like, two weeks into the year, and they have a ton of talent. So you kind of figure at some point they'll just figure it out. Um I don't know. To me, you know, look, the game obviously comes down to the fumble at the end with Alaire, but I don't I, – I blame him from the standpoint that he had one hand on the ball in a situation where you need to have two hands on it, but they couldn't get a stop the whole game. And Mahomes also threw a brutal pick. Um, you know, if you play good teams and you turn the ball over twice in the fourth quarter, you're probably going to lose. So, I don't know. Like, I don't think it really changes my opinion on either team long-term. I think Baltimore is a good team. They're a top-four team in the conference. I felt that way going in. I still feel that way. I think they're going to win their 12 games or so. Kansas City, I still believe, is the best team in the AFC, if not the NFL. They're probably going to win 13, 14 games. It's the hardest road game they're going to play all year long. Then now they go home, they play the Chargers, which is a big game for them. This is the first, to me, big game of the year for them. They have to win this game. Um, And it's not going to be easy. I think it's going to be a shootout. I really do. I think you're going to see about 70 points between these two teams. <laughs> and the thing that I took away most from it is that, yes, you know, Lamar Jackson, the run game played extremely well. Um, but regardless of how many rushing yards they put up, like you said, if Edwards Lair holds onto the ball, Baltimore still probably loses. Like for me, it just felt like Kansas City beat themselves more than Baltimore won. Yeah. I mean, Baltimore did a great job running the football which was helped out by the fact that Kansas City might as well have just, like, grabbed their hands and just skipped to the end zone. I mean, that was basically the level of resistance they put up. There was a sequence in the game, and it was like the early portion of the second quarter, where Alex Okafor, just on three separate plays in a row, was supposed to hold an edge, and three times in a row just went screaming down the line of scrimmage. I mean, that, that basically summed up everything that they, uh, that they did throughout that game. But I think, look, in the end – yeah, I mean, the Chiefs did beat themselves. You know, they, they had the ball up 11 points at the 50 in the fourth quarter. They don't get a first down, and Mahomes throws a pick. Then they get the ball back. They don't move the ball. They punt it away. 
Again, I, I pin it on, on the defense on more than anything. The offense, you score 35 points. I get there was a pick six in there. Fine. You have 35 points. And I've seen Chief fans say, well, you know, if the offense had just finished the game, it's like, well, yeah, but if the defense hadn't given up 36 points, it wouldn't have to finish the game. Like, if you score 35 points, you should never lose a football game ever. And Mahomes, Mahomes' his career scored 35 points 18 times. They've lost three of those games because they just cannot get off the field. And, it, look, I don't think – long term, I do believe they'll be fine. But, yeah, it's a game where – so, you know, we'll see. They may see him in January. And, you know, whenever we talk about the Chiefs and, you know, if they ever have a close game, we always say, if you're playing the Chiefs, you don't want to go down by two scores. You don't want to go down by anything, really, because Patrick Mahomes is relentless and he'll always, most of the time, come back. So you got to give props to the to the Ravens. I mean, they played a great game. And, you know, they, their secondary, their team is just beat up. I mean, they lose almost all the running backs. They, they lose Marcus Peters. Deshaun Elliott goes down in that game as well. You know, it, you you question really how they did it, how they can control Tyreek Hill, how they can control Travis Kelsey and Miko Hardman and all the talent that they have on that team, and they did a great job. Um, you know, Matt, I think you, you, you kind of stressed on it was the defense's fault, and I agree. Um, they were kind of just getting bullied in the trenches, and you're not going to win many games like that. But props to the Ravens um, after a rough week one game against the Raiders. They bounced back and beat arguably the best team in the league. Um, so I, I still don't know if I have a ton of faith and I, I feel like I, I'm wrong for that. I don't know if I have a ton of faith in the Ravens going forward. Um, it, it just seems like they could be one of those teams that's very inconsistent throughout the year, but maybe, maybe they proved me wrong. Um, maybe they proved me wrong, but I just, I absolutely love the, the gutsy move with, with Harbaugh screaming to Lamar. Do you want to go for it? I think that was just awesome. Uh, putting faith in his quarterback and he, and he did it and they did it. And, um, it, it was good to see, uh, I'm not rooting against the Chiefs, but it is it is good to see that Patrick Mahomes is human and he doesn't come back from absolutely oh, everything. Look, if, you, if you're not a Chiefs fan, you hate them, right? I mean, <laughs> who the hell does? Right? Of course you do. And you should. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I always laugh like when, when Chiefs fans will be like, you know, I don't know why everybody just hates them. I do because they win all the time. <laughs> yeah? I absolutely do. I get it. I hate, I, you know, from a fan standpoint, I hated the Patriots for 20 years. Yeah. I mean, they won all the time. You get tired of it. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, look, give Baltimore the credit they deserve. And you mentioned them earlier. Harbaugh's a great coach. And that team is a lot of pride. You know, we talked to Alex Smith for the Arrowhead podcast a couple of days ago. And he mentioned when we were having a conversation, he said, look, that is about the biggest week two game you're ever going to see for a team like the Ravens. Like, they mm-hmm. had to win that game. They absolutely had to win the game. And I, I, think, I think there's some of that, too. Like, they played, a, you know, now obviously they had to pick in the beginning of the game, but really after that, played about as well as they could possibly play. I mean, everything they could do, they did. And that's to take nothing away from them. That's actually to, to compliment them. I mean, they, they had their backs against the wall and played flawless football down the stretch of that game. Kansas City didn't. And I think usually the opposite is true with the Chiefs, where even though they're always not great defensively, they usually find a way to make a play. They did it against Cleveland. Like, it's kind of what they do. They're opportunistic and offensively, they always do it. Like I think that was the more surprising thing in the game. 
was when Alaire fumbled the ball, you know, there wasn't like an anger. It was, it was just like, wow, they really aren't going to score. Like, it was just <laughs> shocking. Like, when the Chiefs got the ball back down a point, I, I was like, oh, this game's over. Yep. I was just going to drive right <laughs> down the field and win the game. Like, I, right. I, at no point did even an ounce of me think they're not going to win the game. Yeah. Every fiber of my being was like, oh, they're going to kick a 40-yard field goal. Game's <laughs> you know? And I think they would have. But and and I think I think if if they if Baltimore would have punted the ball away, I think Chiefs still would have won. If oh, Baltimore, no yeah. doubt. Like mm-hmm. that that is the one thing about that. Don't get me wrong; it's a cool moment, right? Like, mm-hmm. but there's just like almost this mentality that like, oh, it was such a a, a tough call. No, it wasn't. <laughs> if they put the ball away, Kansas City yeah. screamed down the field in like thirty seconds and winning the game. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Harbaugh. You, that's the game. That play is the game. Like, and it's fourth and about a yard and a half. You've been rushing for seven yards a clip. <laughs> My the thing that shocked me in that play was Kansas City was like playing them somewhat honestly. They, they should have eleven guys at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. If you want to throw the ball, you win. Then you win. You beat us. Um, but no, hey, listen. The Ravens are going to be right there with Cleveland in the AFC North. Jared, I'm sorry, I'm not throwing Pittsburgh in that conversation. <laughs> They're going to be right there, and you know, look. Baltimore is the kind of team. I do think there's a cap on because in the end, I do not believe they can throw the football. And they didn't really throw the ball against Kansas City. It barely threw for 200 yards in the game. Um, I do think there's a cap on them. But they're, they're a team you don't want to play in January because they're just so damn unique. And Jackson is such a pain in the ass to defend. <laughs> they can beat anybody because of it. Yeah. All right. Let's skip the pleasantries. Set, you, know, you mentioned the Raiders. We mentioned the Steelers. Um, look, it just seems that the Raiders have the Steelers' number. Ben is now two and six against Oakland slash Vegas in his career. Yep. And um, you know, from a fan standpoint, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, offensively speaking, aside from Matt Canada being liberal about using pre snap motion, the offense looks identical. There is no innovation here. They do not attack the middle of the field, and uh, it showed. So the Steelers are now one and one. Matt, I know that you were just waiting to tell me how bad Ben Roethlisberger is, so I will let you do that. Yeah, um, he's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what else. Look, you know, I say that, and I'll get like these Steelers fans who come into the mentions and just go berserk. It's I'm not saying he's been terrible his whole career, but yeah. the guy walks into the Hall of Fame when he's done. But yeah, he's terrible at this point. Look. I have argued for a year and a half. And, Jared, I finally saw you come and realize the, the light you can see on Twitter the other day. And you're like, you know, I'm finally coming around to the idea that they don't throw deep down the middle because he can't throw deep down the middle. And I'm thinking to myself, like, no offense, man, but, like, no shit. Like, yeah, no kidding. You think you think any coordinator in the world would be like, we're not going to use between the, the, the numbers? He can't do it. Like, in any team playing them – who plays anybody down the middle of the field deep should be arrested. Like, <laughs> you're not going to do it. You know, I, look, I, if you're the Steelers, I get the whole Najee Harris thing. I thought that was a big mistake. They should have drafted a linebacker, man. That team needs to block in the worst way. Najee Harris is great unless he's behind the line that can't block at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. Roethlisberger is the biggest statue in the league. You need to be able to protect him. Now, I think Pittsburgh's going to be in the playoff mix because they're great defensively. And just like Baltimore, they're really well coached. They are going to not beat themselves. 
There'll be a handful of deals. Like this this week, they're minus three against Cincinnati. They're not losing that game. I would be I would be stunned if they lost this game. So I still think they're a good team, but you have to just scheme around the fact that Roethlisberger can't play. And, and I don't know. You can do that against Cincinnati. But, like, for example, we're talking about our teams. Like, they go to Arrowhead the day after Christmas. They do. I mean, if you're Kansas City, put 10 guys at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> He's not throwing the ball. Like, it's going to be 10 degrees and windy at Arrowhead. <laughs> go ahead. Chuck yeah. it. Yeah. Go deep down. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, if you're a team like that, that's where I think the problem is. You know, because now it's like, well, he's going to have to throw the football and, and, and throwing for five yards of clips, not getting it done. So I still think they're good. I still think they'll be in the mixture of spot. Because, frankly, I think the AFC is really top heavy. I don't think the AFC is a ton of, like, great middle tier teams. Um, you know, so I think they'll be in the mix. But I don't think they're as good as Baltimore. And before we, we just... Kurt, one second. Before we continue, okay. we do have a – we do have – a Thor Nystrom sighting um, in the chat because he wanted to say hi to Matt. Apparently, if it shows on the screen, I've clicked it twice now. Eric, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So the only thing that this show is missing is trivia questions and Verderom's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I sense that. I sense that Thor might be angry that we didn't invite him on the show. Thor, I'm sorry. I think you I'm might. Not, so I learned how to tell time. The last time we tried to do a damn trivia hole, you never oh, showed man. up. Trivia Bowl is not even going on, and the trash talk is still carrying That's on. Great. Weeks, it's weeks great. away, and <laughs> learn how to tell time. I love it. I love it. That's all right. Thor, next time we'll get you on. Um, but I want to. I want to continue to rag on Jared Steelers here because, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I don't want to sound like a, a sore loser because I'm just analyzing this from a from a football stance. And we just talked about that the, the Chiefs pretty much the Chiefs lost. I don't know if the Ravens really won. You know, the the Chiefs beat themselves. The Bills beat themselves week one. Um, I don't think the Steelers really look great. Their defense is good. Defense is very good. They ate the Bills' offensive line alive. But I, I, I just don't see it on offense. And, Matt, like you just like you just mentioned, they're going to face some tough teams, and they're going to have to score 30, 30 points, 30-plus points a game. I don't know if Ben Roethlisberger can do that. I don't think he can. Um, and their defense is going to be very good all year. But I just don't see it. And props to the Raiders. They are probably the surprise of the season so far. Um, Jarrett and I are on the wrong side of Raiders Twitter because we just had no faith in them. Um, but props to them. Their, their defense is making plays when they have to. Derek Carr is playing extremely well this year. Um, and John Gruden isn't really messing up too much yet. Uh, they have Miami this week, who is starting Jacoby Brissett. So that should be another win for them. And they should start 3-0. and But um, – What's that? Which might be an upgrade at this point. Yeah, we can get, in, we can get into that terrible. as well if we want to. Um, like you, could, you could really argue that they actually are getting a better quarterback in this game. I'll, I'll say, I'll say, <laughs> when Tua went down uh, against the Bills and I was watching the game, I wasn't like, you know, okay, they got the backup coming in. This should be a blowout. I was, you know, okay, this is Jacoby mm-hmm. Brissett. He's he's got some talent. You know, he's. Pretty, that's arguably the best backup in the NFL. I think that's a oh, fair. Come on. What about oh, money, Mitch? That's, that's aggressive, but Mitch Trubisky, come on. Okay, I said a- arguably. <laughs> okay, but anyway, anyway, I feel like Jacoby Brissett to Tua is more of just a lateral move. I don't think they're getting worse. I don't think that they're really getting much better. It's just a lateral to me. I, I don't. I don't really see a big drop off. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Dolphins don't have a quarterback. So, which isn't great when you just took one fifth overall, but <laughs> I think that's where they are. Um, 
I mean, it's funny. The AFC East, really, all these young quarterbacks. And Zach Wilson um going to struggle. And Mac Jones, a deep ball for him is like eight feet. So, <laughs> you know, it's, now, that, I got to say, though, Kurt, to be fair, uh, Josh Allen basically looks like Ben Roethlisberger at this point. I, so, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree. It has not been the prettiest start to the season. Has not had worse than Roethlisberger this year, which is appalling. Like, I don't know how that's even possible. Do you He's just, like, know, trying to think of ways to crap on Ben Roethlisberger throughout the day. Is that what you do? No, I mean, but, but really, like I watch every snap of each Bills game. Mm-hmm. He has been atrocious. Like, yeah. I don't know whether or not like this is just like, it's a couple bad games. Or if last year is just like the absolute outlier of all outliers, I don't think it is. To be fair, I, I still think he'll be fine. But it's been it's been like borderline horrific. It has, and I, I'm not I'm not going to argue it. I'll I'll give my quick take on the whole Josh Allen thing, and it's I think you know we've we've talked about it when you've been on the show. We've been talking about it since he came into the league. He's one of those players where it's going to be the oh my god, what are you doing, and the Oh my God, what are you doing? This is amazing. You know, he's going to have the the absolute highs and he's going to have the really lows, but it's just going to be him kind of getting towards being more consistent. Um, and I think he'll get there. I, I really do. Just with the amount of talent that they have on that team, uh, there's a lot of questions with Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator so far this year, and some very questionable calls, but we saw them be inconsistent last year. We saw them beat the Chiefs, Chiefs off field goals, uh, or sorry, not the Chiefs, the Jets. We saw them beat the Jets off. <laughs> we saw them beat the Jets off field goals last year. So, you know, and then we see them hang forty-five points on the Seattle Seahawks. So it's just, it's really highs and it's got its real lows. But um, I, I have faith that they'll figure it out. He better. He better. Um, it, the, he's the engine of the team. I, I, I think, look, I, I agree. I think he will figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. The AFC's interesting. I mean, every team right now that, that's a top-tier contender, in my opinion, they're all one-and-one. And the Raiders have been impressive. And I, I wrote about how great Carr has been so far. I also believe in the boomerang theory, which says, like, look, if, okay, so if you're if you're a baseball player and your whole, year, your whole life you've hit two, 260, and then you come out in April and you hit 340. At some point, you're going to have a month where you hit 180. Like, it's just coming. <laughs> it just is, right? Like, it, you know, I feel like with Carr, he's been underrated throughout his career. He's a good quarterback. He's on a pace to throw for like 6,000 yards. I just, <laughs> that's not happening. Like, Carr is not going to be the MVP in the league. The Raiders are going to somewhat come down to the talent level that they have. Now, they beat in Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Give them a lot of credit. The Baltimore game was, was a circus. But <laughs> they won both games. I think they're more real than Denver, who has beaten the Giants and the Jags. And I, I, I'm sorry, I, I just can't get into this. Like They're going to beat the Jets this weekend, and they're going to be 3-0, and people are going to go nuts, and then they're going to be like 4-4. Four four. <laughs> it's it's fine. I get another you, you, you don't have, you don't have faith in that Denver defense. Denver's kind of my my baby this year. I, I I'm yeah, pretty I high on Denver. I like twelve and five or something. What's that? Didn't you pick them to go like twelve and five? Or I did. Something like he that? did. I, he I, did. I, I, I had yes, that as their absolutely. absolute <laughs> ceiling. Yes. Um. But I I really don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities with that defense and the talent that they have. You know, Jerry Judy goes down, but if their quarterback play is at least serviceable, their defense will win them games, and they don't really don't have a tough schedule. I feel like I feel like they're gonna lose. I picked them. I think they go nine and eight. So I don't think they're terrible. I just mm-hmm. think they're kind of a team. Like they're just there. Like I don't think they're. 
I don't think they're beating Kansas City if Kansas City needs either one of those games. I don't think they're beating Cleveland on a Thursday night in Cleveland. I don't think they're beating the Ravens. I don't think they're winning in Pittsburgh. So that's five right there. And then, you know, I think they'll split with the Chargers. They'll split with the Broncos. They'll lose some some ridiculous game because every team does. They'll lose some game they shouldn't lose. So I'm like nine and eight. I don't think they're bad. But I just kind of – whenever you don't have a coach-quarterback combination that really, like, worries me, mm-hmm. can't get into it. I just, like, nobody is like, oh, my God, here comes Vic Fangio and Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> you know, like – I, which, by the way, is the same thing with the Raiders. It's like, all right, Carr's good, Gruden, Gruden. And then you look at that defense. I'm like, I'm sorry, is Max Crosby going to play Bruce Smith all year long? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just – look, at some point, that thing's coming to roost. It just right. is. People overreact way too much off two games. Mm-hmm. They just, You know, the Packers get beat 38-3, to and people just immediately jump to, well, that's it, they're terrible. <laughs> no, they're not. They're, they're not. They're fine. And so – I still feel everything that I felt before the season, I still feel now, with the little bit of an exception. I think the Raiders are better than the six wins I projected for. Well, they're, okay. they're halfway to the four wins I projected, and yes. the fans are letting us hear it. Before we let mm-hmm. you go, we talked about Kurt's baby of the season. I want to talk about my baby of the season because, you know what, for about a year and a half, I've been riding the Sam Darnold train. I've been conducting the Sam Darnold train, actually. And there's been – I think I'm the only one on the train. So um, he's playing well. Carolina's 2-0. Defensively, the – you know, through two games, albeit they're the best team defensive team in football. Um, they got Houston on Thursday, who's starting Davis Mills. Um, so they should be three and zero. What do you make of Carolina? Better Carolina, right now? boys and girls. Better <laughs> Carolina. Um, no, you know, listen. I think I I picked Carolina to make the playoffs as a wild card team. So I'm with you. I I think Carolina is good. The defense looks really good. Now again, the whole two week sample size thing. Okay. Yeah. They basically played Vanderbilt week one <laughs> and then played bad Jameis week two. Okay. Jameis throwing the ball out of his left hand to get picked off, Jameis. Was that not the most Jameis Winston no, play in that the was history incredible. of Jameis Winston? That was incredible. He's, he's terrible. Excuse the language. These fucking people who after week one are like, is he an MVP candidate? It's like, what is happening? Like, who believes this shit? Does anyone in the world actually believe this? Like, he only threw five touchdowns. The man threw for 100 yards. <laughs> what are we yes. talking about? This is the kind of stuff that is like a, someone who like takes this really seriously. It drives me insane. Mm-hmm. It'll never stop driving me insane. Well, Carolina's going to get to 3-0. The plus side of Carolina's schedule is not that hard. They get Atlanta twice. That's two more wins because that team is a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Okay? The Panthers, I don't think, are beating Tampa either time. Maybe they could beat New Orleans again. It's possible. Wouldn't rule mm-hmm. it out. And then I believe, if memory, I know they play the, the AFC East, which yeah. look, I don't think they're beating Buffalo. They could certainly beat either one of the other two teams that they haven't played yet. Um, I, I want to say they play the NFC East. Uh, I'm pulling pulling up the schedule as we speak. All right, uh, I will run through it real quick. This year, day. So yes, they play the NFC East. Uh, so they oh. have Dallas, Philadelphia, Minnesota coming up. Um, then they have Minnesota, the Giants. Also a train wreck. They have the Giants, Atlanta, New England, Arizona, Washington, Miami, and then a bye. So it's, it's a whole lot of games you can win. The, yes. the only two games that I think I heard that I would probably bet against them is Arizona, maybe Washington just because of their defense, but Carolina's Panther, Carolina's offense is a lot better. But even mm-hmm. even those games, like would it shock you if they beat Arizona or Washington? Like, no, no. Um, where is the Arizona game? The Arizona game is in Arizona. Okay, so that, I, I agree. It probably, but my point is, look, can they get to ten wins with that schedule? 
Probably, yep. right? Like, and if you look at the NFC, if they do that, I get the I get the West is incredible, right? But you're gonna get one team out of the North and one team out of the East, I think. You got Tampa. I mean, you're probably not getting all four teams out of the West. And if that's the case, Carolina's got a great shot. Side so, note here, too, to remember, they played Tampa Bay week 18. Tampa Bay might be resting some starters that week. Yeah, last week of the or last week of the season, maybe they just want to ride it into the playoffs. Carolina might go into Tampa and just win that game if Tom Brady's not playing. Yeah. No, that, that's absolutely true. By the way, I enjoyed this headline. Uh, pro uh, Football Talk tweets out, Vic, San- Vic Sanjo saying, quote, Urban Meyer told me every week in the NFL is like playing Alabama. Yeah, Urban, welcome to uh, the NFL. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, no kidding. I, by the right. way, I am not much for a, a gambling man, especially considering I, I cover the league. But there was a line before the season started. I, I just like looking at the win totals and just in my head over mm-hmm. under. You know. I always think they're usually pretty good. I mean, Vegas, what the hell? They make the money. There's a reason. Their line of Jacksonville over under was six and a half. I was That's just absurd. floored by that. Who in God's name bet the over? Whoever bet the yeah. over will lose their house and their family. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there will probably be somebody that actually will. Who, yeah. who picked them to win seven games? Oh my! Everybody God. who's obsessed with you know Trevor Lawrence getting there and all the, you know the you know, DJ Shark stands on Twitter probably would be my seven best guess. Games. Seven games. Yeah. Well, they also, I mean, we got to remember they play, you know, Houston twice a year, at least going into the year. I know, I get it. I I didn't pick them to win seven games, Matt. (laughs) Like, I I think in terms of of Vegas' standpoint, I think they saw, okay, Houston twice a year, that should be two wins. Obviously, we know that's not the case now. Um, And so I I can understand it maybe a little bit, but I mean, obviously, hindsight being 2020, yes, they're going to be brutal. Um, But yes, that's fine. There's no hindsight needed. When when Urban. (laughs) When Urban Meyer had the offseason he had with Tebow uh, and then bringing on the strength coach who had to resign less than 24 hours later, and then he gets fined for OTA violations because he doesn't understand what the rules are. <laughs> yeah, listen, yeah, like I said, I'm not a big gambler. If there ever was a time to bet the mortgage, it was <laughs> under on six and a half. There was no, they play the NFC West? Yeah. Like, they had no chance. They were what? Gonna, what? What was your prediction for them? Because I think I have them winning five games. I think, so I, I, think four, I think five five is an okay number. I, I don't. I think four and thirteen. Seventeen game season. If you, if you bet the over, <laughs> you were chugging Maylocks. What about a quarter and a half into the into the season? Oh yeah. Like when you saw Houston up twenty four to seven and half, <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Like you went outside and, and and just started playing taps or whatever the money was that you bet. Right, so. Like it is what it is, but yeah, my God, man, I don't know I what will, that line is now. If that line is, if that line is any more than three and a half, just hammer the other. <laughs> I did like, and I'm not going to give away too much of your piece, but uh, how your power rankings piece that you do each week, 32 and 31, made me laugh very, very hard, and I hope that you know that because it was very funny. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to admit this, and I, I say this, Jane, I don't even remember what I wrote. Wow. Can I say what you wrote? Sure. Okay, so you started off with the Jets, and you said it's going to be a long, painful year for Zach Wilson. Then he went to the Jaguars, said it's going to be a long, painful year for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Listen, I write a lot during the during the season, so I sometimes I write from the heart. I don't yes. really, like, I don't try to be witty. I just write whatever I'm thinking. And so I'm sure as I did that, I wrote the Jets thing, and then just got to Jacksonville, and I was like, it's the same same situation. Like, Copy and paste all the work here. Yep, exactly. Swap the name out. 
<laughs> so that, that made it worth the read by itself. So I was very happy with it. Thank you. Matt, and by the way, quarterback rankings. I still got Josh Allen top ten, but he, he throws another clunker this week. Um, so he's, he's, he's dropping out of the top ten. This is the week to do it. Washington's got a great defense. Um, and like I said, I, I have confidence. I have a lot of Bills fans in my mentions that are absolutely losing their mind after two weeks in the season. Um, you should have seen it after the week one loss to Pittsburgh. But that was okay. funny. That's sports Twitter for you, and we got to love it. It is. Matt, I, before, listen, believe me. Go ahead. I'm, I have – how many followers now? 13-something? Too many to count. I, no, I'm, the reason I bring it up is because I can't tell you how many people flooded my mentions and been like, I think we're not going to make the playoffs this year. I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> you don't think the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs this year. I had one guy who vehemently argued with me that the Raiders are better than the Chiefs. He's a Chief fan. He's like wow. they're better than us. They're better. There's no way. I'm like, are you like, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Like they lost one game by a point on the road to Baltimore, and they lost the game because he fumbled, <laughs> and they couldn't have been any worse. And they lost by a point. You know, you- as as a as a Bills fan and being on the Bills Mafia side of Twitter, whenever things go wrong, I always kind of think. I wonder what it's like on Chiefs Twitter. It's probably so nice. Everybody's so happy oh. they got the best the best player in the league, but clearly it's not. This is how this ends. And it's like, no, they're probably going to win like 14 games this year. But people just people go out of it. I can't tell how many people have, have either DM me or, or just gotten my mentions and been like, I, I think we're going to win seven games this season. That's incredible. That's incredible. They could not field the defense and win 13 games. <laughs> what? But, it, but it's just, it is. It's just panic. Well, to, quote, to quote you, they've got Jesus Christ in cleats, so I think they're gonna be they're gonna be just just fine. As long as he's upright, <laughs> every year of his career they're gonna win twelve games. Yep. Like, yep. It's like Manning with the Colts all those years. Yeah. They couldn't stop anybody. It didn't mm-hmm. matter. I mean, it mattered in the playoffs, which mm-hmm. is by the way where it will matter for Kansas City if they don't get this yeah. right. But until then, you know, I'm sure it's gonna really hold them back against Philly. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just, that's gonna be the thing that kills them. Oh God! How are we going to defend Jalen Rieger this week? Right? Like, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter against Cleveland. Cleveland's one of the top six team in the in the league. Top yeah. eight made no difference. None. And they didn't even try to defend Cleveland, and it was like that's fine. So it's a long season. It's a long season. Yes, it, it is. is. And we're fortunate to to spend it uh, talking to you, buddy. So uh, before you get back to you know doing the work that you've got to do, where can they find your stuff? Oh, hell, I don't know. No, uh, <laughs> uh, fan side, by the way, as you were saying that, I look at my Twitter feed, and the first play that pops up is the NFL tweeting out Edwards Alaire fumbling the ball. Mm. Um, so, no, you can find it at fan side. It's back in the box column. goes up every Monday morning, and then you got the quarterback rankings, the power rankings to go up on Tuesday. I'm proud of those quarterback rankings. A, I put in way too much time. And mm. B, they're really pretty. Got them in the long-form format. They're a lot of fun. Um, it's an easy reach, quick read. And then – Thursday, make my picks. Started out awful. Six and ten week one, but I bounced back. I was twelve and four last week, um, and I was I was like twelve and zero at one point, or no, I was eleven and one, and then things went sideways with the Seahawks and the Chiefs. Um, but uh, yeah, 
So those are the written pieces. Got the Stack in the Box podcast uh, every Tuesday. And then God knows, listen, I'm on Twitter all the time. So, <laughs> can, I just, can I just also say I love all the editing notes that you text me after I write something and how much it makes me laugh. <laughs> you know it would be great? If I didn't have to send that text message. <laughs> how about learning how to structure a sentence? Ouch. I'm, oh, you, you can't Jared, get away from him. Is, is, a, is a good right. It's... Um, <laughs> Although I did, I did want to murder him about a week ago. Is on deadline. He, he hands me this thing. Hey, here's five ways how the Pats are going to beat the Saints. So oh like, yes, he... great, man. Except they're playing the Jets this week. He did tell me that. That was hilarious. Uh, I've never. I've. I, I wanted to come through the computer screen when I read that. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was just. I was driving, and I get a text. Hey, bro. Um, <laughs> the the Patriots don't play the Saints this week. I'm like. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure, <laughs> like, man? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> like, sure. All right, well, I'll fix it. But uh, wow. regard, regardless, Matt, you know, we appreciate everything that you do for us and have done for us, and we always love talking to you. So we appreciate you. We'll have you on again soon because we love talking to you. No problem, guys, anytime. Thanks, right, Matt. Man. See you later. <laughs> he did send me that text. No, it's, no, it's he incredible. does. It's great. That's it's the best great. part well, of it. I, I like to think that you don't roast people you don't care about. So. That's true. This is that's a good point. That's a good way to think about it, my friend. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, he's he's always got the great insight. We appreciate uh, him giving us some time throughout his busy schedule. But we still got some things to talk about here because there were a lot of of injuries this past week. Um, oh my god! Nothing good that you want to see. You never want to see no. an injury happen. We already talked about Tua going down, uh, a fractured rib. Don't really know how long he's going to be out for. The, 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 the timetable is still kind of up in the air, but I feel like that's going to be something that lingers around for a little while. Um, just seems like one of those injuries where, you know, every little hit he's going to be feeling it. Every time he breathes, he's going to be feeling it. So that's not good news for the Dolphins. Um, but, again, we kind of talked about it. Maybe J- Jacoby Brissett is an upgrade. Um, but besides Tua, who else did we have? We had Andy Dalton going down, and just today – Bears fans are doing the happy dance. Justin Fields is their starting quarterback going forward. Oh, is that official? It's official. Yes, they they announced. Oh, it wow. Yes. So Justin wow. Fields is wow. I'm I'm breaking news for you too. I like it. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't see that. Justin Fields is the starting quarterback, and that's big. That's big because I like Justin Fields a lot. I've Can been I really say high this up. though? In terms of when they should have started him, if Dalton was healthy this week, they play Cleveland this week, Kurt. He's going to have yeah. Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett coming after him because that offensive line can't guard me. So, but hey, but hey, the week after they play the Lions, so that's, that's okay. yes, that's, that's what I play. that's when I would have started him as week four. Let yes. let Andy Dalton get murdered for three weeks. May, maybe then, they should have put in old Saint Nick Nick Foles in this week just to get brutally massacred by the by the Browns. But um I, I I've been high on Justin Fields since this draft process. I really yeah. like him. He adds a whole different aspect to the game that you don't get in Andy Dalton. Um he, yeah. he's got a big arm. He's got great legs. He can we've seen it. We've seen him put the moves on already and it's fun to watch. And I'm sure Allen Robinson is very happy that maybe he's finally got his quarterback here. Um so, you know, the Bears aren't in a position where they need to make a run for the playoffs. They just are in a position where they need to see progress. They need to see what they got in Justin Fields, and hopefully that's something good. Um, I, I like Justin Fields a lot. I, I don't I don't really know how you're feeling on Justin Fields. I know you weren't super high on him during the draft process. It's not necessarily that I was low on him. Uh, it's just that I like, you know, the first three guys better. Um, now, in terms of – I mean, you hit the – you hit it on the head. You know, the Bears aren't 
a Super Bowl team. Right now, they just need to figure out what they've got. And yes, there's going to be struggles. There were struggles this past Sunday. I mean, you threw a boneheaded interception and the, it led to a Bengals touchdown, which got them within three. Like, you can't do that. Right. Um, but yes, he does bring more to the table than Andy Dalton does. And by the way, this is absolutely not a jab at Andy Dalton because by all accounts, he's one of the nicest, most down-to-earth <laughs> human beings in the NFL. And he's got a damn good beard now. Oh, um, yes. So, beard. so it's, I mean, it's nothing against Andy Dalton. It's just the fact that you know, right now at this point in his career, I think that he's, you know, a bottom tier starter, elite level backup. Um, and, you know, if he's going to be this bridge guy for the remainder of his career, that's what he's going to be. But I think that right now you just got to give the Bears fans something to be excited about rather than marching out Andy Dalton, running it twice, throwing an incompletion and punting. Like right now they need something to get them excited. Again, I wouldn't start him against the Browns because he's going to die because Miles Garrett and Jadeveon Je- Clyder are going to eat him for an afternoon. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they have something to be excited about. And that's more than we've been able to say about Chicago for a long time. So <laughs> kudos to them for that. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see Justin Fields. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but I still would have waited till week four where, you know, if they're 0-3, you march Justin Fields out there, you murder the Lions, and then he's a hero for a yes. week. And so yes. but no, and speaking, I'm excited. Speaking of injuries, we'll, we'll keep it going with the unfortunate talk. But Carson Wentz uh, just oh. cannot seem to stay on the field. And it's it sucks to see because – He's got some some serious talent when he's healthy, but he just can't stay healthy. And you how know, the hell do you sprain both ankles, Kurt? Did you see what happened? Aaron Donald took him down, and three hundred pounds of Aaron Donald rolled over the top of him and mm-hmm. just crunched his legs underneath. It, it was pretty nasty to see. Um, but you know, hoping for the best for him. But yeah, I just don't see how the Colts are going to do without him. Um, Jacob Eason in there. We don't really know. Maybe he'll be a decent surprise. But yeah, I mean, he looks good in the preseason. He did. He did. Uh, and he's got he's got a great offensive line in front of him. He's got two very good backs behind him. He's got some yeah. good weapons on the outside. Sure, and a great defense. Um, it, it's possible. The, the, they play the Titans this week, though. The Titans just had a, a battle up there in Seattle. Um, I I just – I don't know. A healthy Carson Wentz gets them maybe 10 wins, 9 wins. Without Carson Wentz, we'll see. It's a big, big question mark with Jacob Eason coming in. I, I don't have a ton of faith, but maybe it'll prove me wrong. Yeah, um, look, without Carson Wentz, I don't think they're beating Tennessee, especially a pissed-off Titans team that, you know, they they look bad week one. They come out, come back from 24-9, to beat Seattle. Now they've got some momentum against an injured Colts team. Like, that's not a recipe for success. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, they're staring at 0-3. And whenever – if for some reason Wentz does play this week, which I I don't think he's going to. I don't think think they officially (laughs) announced it yet, but I – I I would assume that he's not playing. So – you know, you're going to really be in a hole. Now, the good news for them is that, you know, 0-3, they're only two games behind Tennessee, who will be 2-1. and one. It's not impossible, but an 0-3 start. I mean, we saw them start 0-5 and, and then rally and make the playoffs. Like, this is – it's not – it's nothing Frank Reich hasn't done before, but it's sure as hell not a spot that you want to be in uh, if you're the Colts right now. So, um, and- but, but they did put up a fight against a really good Rams team at mm-hmm. home. Um, it's going to get the job done. Yeah, and we, we talked about it during the offseason when the first Carson Wentz injury came about. They have a start of the season from hell. I mean, they opened up against Seattle. Then they played the Los Angeles Rams. They played Tennessee next week. After that, they go to Miami. Okay, that's a nice little bounce-back game with Miami. Um, then they go to Baltimore. 
I don't think they're going to win that game. Uh, they go at home versus Houston. Okay, Houston's not very good, but they've been a kind of a, a pain in the side team. You know, that if Tyrod we've, Taylor's back by then, Houston could give him fits. We've we've seen Houston kind of put up two pretty good fights. Um, they they were leading the Browns multiple times throughout the game last Sunday. I don't think that they're going to win many games this year, but they're going to be that team that's just going to be a, a pain in the neck that's going to score a lot of points, maybe play yeah, spoiler okay. towards the end of the year. Steelers quarterback Tyrod Taylor, 2022. I'm on board with it. Hey, I love Tyrod. I mean, he's just one of those guys that is, he's a good team guy. He can win lots of games. He's he's a good player. I mean, he'll, he'll we saw him with a beautiful deep ball this past week. Yeah. Um, and he can use his legs. I, he's, he's a good player. And I don't think that – you know, Houston. Houston kind of got forced into this position uh, to start him, and you know they they were fortunate enough to get him in there. So Houston's just gonna have a, a tough go. There's a lot of questions surrounding that team, but I, I just you know I don't I don't see it with the Colts to, to circle back around here. Yeah, it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be easy. It's unfortunate. It, it really is because there are so many high hopes with, with Carson Wentz coming in with reunited with Frank Reich, and we thought that maybe they could be a Possible even Super Bowl team with that defense that they have, but he just can't seem to stay on the field. Yeah, that is a big fact. So um, how about this, Kurt? Um, let's talk about week three after a word from our sponsor, Play Action Pools. Uh, we got exciting news. Our podcast is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport that we love the most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick em challenge, which is open to everybody. Now, here's how it works. You sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at PlayActionPools.com, then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest-profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to PlayActionPools.com, sign up for the contest, Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to PlayActionPools.com today. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build your bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. Perfect. Yes, we uh, we, we have some fun with that. You'll have some fun with that as well. Uh, join in. You can go against us. You can rub it in our face when you are doing better than us. Um, exactly. Because we did – well, I did okay on my picks last week. I don't know how you did. Um, I went 4-1. and one. I went 4-1 yes, and one on my picks last week. So nice little bounce back for me because I think I went 3-2 and two, uh, the week before. So – uh, let's see. I got it right here. I picked the Bills. Shout out the Dolphins. 35 zip. Zero points on the board. Gotta love that for a bounce back week. Uh, so yes. I, picked the, I picked the Bills. I picked the Panthers to beat the Saints. That was a little bit of my, my hot take for the week, but they pulled it off. Uh, we talked about the Panthers a little bit earlier. I picked the Titans to beat the Seahawks. Went to overtime. A hard fought game on both sides. Both teams look look like they're, they're doing okay. Look like they'll have a, a decent season uh, this year. Then I picked the Cowboys to beat the Chargers, and they did that. Um, a low-scoring game, kind of surprising to me because, you know, Dallas's defense I thought was going to be really bad this year. Held the Chargers to 17 points. Uh, one on the last second field goal. Good for you, Dallas. Uh, and then my last pick was the Bengals. They were three points away – sorry, four points away from, from beating the Bears. Um, so I went four and one last week. I went three and two. I also picked the Bengals um, to beat the Bears. I also picked them to cover in two parlays, which they missed by half a point, so I wanted to cry. Uh, I picked the 49ers over the Eagles, which they should have done more convincingly, but aside, they covered for me, so good job, San Fran. Uh, I also picked the Bills. Uh, I picked the Chiefs because I thought that that was going to be a sure one, and, you know, 
Uh, Odafe Owe just had to go ruin that for me. Um, although I am wearing a Penn State crew neck, so I love Odafe Owe. Yes, exactly. Um, and then I picked the Rams, beat the Colts, which they did. So I went three and two. I'm seven and three on the season. Uh, I'm so seven did. and three as well, my friend. We are tied for two weeks. I like it. So um, let's get into a little bit of our picks. Um, I'm gonna my first one. I'm going to take the Patriots over the Saints. Um, okay. Look, week two we saw the Jameis Winston I know and love, <laughs> and that's switching to his left hand while getting sacked and throwing it off his <laughs> offensive lineman's face. So it's just so funny, and that is oh so Oh my Jameis god, Winston. is that not the most Jameis Winston play in the history of Jameis Winston? I wrote that in my uh, fan sided article <laughs> this week, which you can go read. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was so funny, wasn't it? Um, so yeah, I believe in the Patriots defense to handle him. JC Jackson's so good. <laughs> he, is, <laughs> so- he really is. And when, when Stefan Gilmore went down, I, I had some questions about that secondary, but JC Jackson's legit. And that defense, as long as Belichick is in there, that defense is going to be good. They're going to be very, very annoying to play against. And they made Zach Wilson's day a nightmare <laughs> he threw four picks. He almost had a Nate Peterman type day. So, uh, yes, the, the Patriots will be okay with that defense for sure. JC Jackson, he had two picks, um, in week two, he had nine last year. So, I mean, that just tells you the kind of tear he's been on over the past calendar year. So yeah, I'll take the Patriots and Mac Jones and that defense to keep rolling and get to two and one against the saints who I said, they were going to come back down to earth. The Jameis Winston that we know will show up and he showed up very quickly. So <laughs> Patriots over the saints. Okay. My first pick, I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks. I think they're going to have a bounce back game. Uh, They really didn't play too terribly bad against the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee is a talented team. Um, Seattle's just, I still don't have a lot of faith in that defense, but they're playing the Minnesota Vikings this week. Um, They are just a confusing team. They have so much talent on that team, but they just can't get it done. Minnesota is uh, a bad team. Um, So I'm picking the Seahawks to have a bounce back game in week three. All right. My second pick, I'm going to take the New York Giants to beat the Atlanta Falcons. Matt touched on it. The Falcons are a tire fire. They're so bad. And, you know, offensively, I mean, it started off, I mean, they're kind of going tick for tack with Brady and, and the Buccaneers. And then they just started giving points to Tampa Bay. They had two pick sixes. Um, look, the offense is Calvin Ridley, some Kyle Pitts. That's about it. Defensively, they're not good. So I just don't see, I, pro- I projected them to be a top five draft pick team coming into the year. They haven't shown me anything to believe anything less than that. Taking the Giants. The Giants should have won last week, um, against the Washington football team. Obviously an offside call that Ugly probably game. wasn't, probably wasn't offside. <laughs> Got yep. called uh, on a missed field goal, and then Washington was able to make a field goal to play after. So um, the, the offense looks better. Daniel Jones looks good. Um, so I think that, you know, with all of the weapons that they have on that on that side of the ball, don't give me that look, Kirk. Daniel Jones played fantastic last week. Do not uh, give me that look. Yeah, fantastic might be a stretch. Um, he made a couple very good throws last week. <laughs> he, he's, he's played better than I thought he probably would. Um I mean, I'll just say I have the Giants as one of my picks, too. So uh, I, I think that I, I like the Giants going into the season. I liked the way that their defense left off last year. Their defense looked really good going down the stretch. Um, and maybe they haven't played to that level yet, but they're still they brought in a lot of new guys. They're they're a pretty new team. Um, Saquon Barkley just hasn't been able to get it going yet. But again, the Giants offensive line, there's a picture of them two offensive linemen blocking each other. And I thought that was, was just the epitome of Giants God. football. But um, 
they're, they're they'll be okay. They should beat the Atlanta Falcons. That's why I picked them as one of my picks. Um, yeah, if they're a playoff team, maybe they can squeak into that final spot. But if we're picking between them or a team like Carolina, I'm going with Carolina. Um, yeah. But okay, so I just said the Giants. I said Seattle. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick your Steelers. It, we it might, might be a little bit of a surprise, but they are playing Cincinnati. Cincinnati had a good week one, and not very good week two. Um, but I think that that Steelers defense is just gonna eat eat Cincinnati alive. They really are. Um, T.J. Watt, he's got he's dealing with injuries. They're they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, do they have a a timetable? Are they gonna be playing this week? All the injuries. Jesus. Devin Bush and Joe Hayden are expected. They were game time decisions last Sunday, mm-hmm. so they're both probably going to be back. Uh, Watt, if he misses this game, it's going to be the only game he misses. It's not a long term okay. thing, so okay. he very well could play. But Melvin Ingram looks good. Alex yes. Highsmith dealing with a groin though too. Like everybody's just getting groin injuries on Pittsburgh's defense. It's, <laughs> it's just not great right now. I, yeah, there there are some injuries, but I, I I still have faith. It's in Pittsburgh against a team that Pittsburgh has pretty much owned for a lot of years. Um, so I'm going with the Steelers as my third pick. I'm glad that you have faith because I'm not touching that game. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> okay, fair. All right. Um, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to go with um, the, I think it's the Sunday night game. I know it's a, it's a Sunday at 425 game, actually. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, I assume, will be on this game. Uh, I'm going to take the LA Rams to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Um, look, I've been extremely high on the Rams. Not to say that I'm not high on Tampa Bay, they're fantastic. It's in Los Angeles. Um, cross country trip for Brady and the Bucks. Uh, the Rams are rolling high after two wins in a row. Matthew Stafford looks really good, Kurt. Cooper Cup looks really good. Yes. Um, and defensively, they're still very sound. Um, I think that this is going to be a big statement game for Matthew Stafford, especially just finally, like, just a stamp saying, Look, I've been damn good for a long time. Now that I finally got a team around me, you're going to see how damn good I am. Mm-hmm. So, I would love nothing more than to see the Rams and Matthew Stafford win this game. I'm going to pick them to win this game at home against the defending Super Bowl champions, the Rams over the Buccaneers. Okay, I was I was gonna I was debating going back and forth on that game, but that's that's a very very tough game to pick. Um, so I went to another game that's going to be very very. Oh, tough he, p- to he picked an easy game. Everybody, make sure they no. get points. Okay, I'm going to maybe the second hardest game to pick this week. Uh, the Packers and the 49ers. That mm. is going to be that's a the fun, Sunday night game. Fun game. That's yeah, that's Sunday night football. I'm gonna go with the Packers. Um, week one is is in the past. Week one is is in the past. It's gone. Week two, they they dominated. Yes, it was the Detroit Lions, but Aaron Jones four touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things. I, I like San Francisco a lot. Don't get me wrong, and I think it's gonna be a very close game. Um, in San Francisco, sure. I just like Aaron Rodgers a little bit more than Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so I, I'm going to go with the Packers here. I think that the week one game was just a fluke, and there's really nothing to worry about this team, worry about with this team. I think they'll be just fine going forward. Uh, this is also one of my picks. I'm also picking Green Bay. I already bet it. I already bet Green Bay money line. So, wow. um, yeah, Packers aren't starting one and two, and the 49ers haven't looked great. Like they only beat the Eagles by 17 to 11, Kurt. You can't mm-hmm. beat the Eagles by more than that. No. Offensively, like they exploded in week one against the Lions. And then I thought that they would do, you know, just around the same thing against Philadelphia, and they just couldn't do it. So, um, you know, 49ers, yes, they're 2 0. I haven't had them in my top 10 in my power rankings yet. Like they haven't done anything to impress me. So 
Uh, I know that a lot of people are high on them. I'm seeing them as high as like five and six. I do not see that right now. Defensively, they're very good. Offensively, like the game against Philadelphia definitely took me down a peg for them. This will be their first test of the season um, against a really good Green Bay offense. Defensively, Green Bay doesn't necessarily worry me. You know, Jared Goff, and like regardless of what the score was, Jared Goff and the Lions moved the ball pretty well against them. Um, so I still like Aaron Rodgers more than I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to take the Packers on the road uh, to go 2-1. and one. Both teams will be 2-1 and one after this week, so I would take Green Bay over the 49ers as well. Okay, uh, my fifth and final pick. We touched on this game just a little bit earlier. I was going to go with my Bills, but I didn't want to pick them three weeks in a row. I figured I'll change it up a little bit here. So uh, I'm going to go with the Titans. Uh, we talked about the Titans-Seahawks game. It was a tough game. They went to overtime. I was impressed by Tennessee. They they were down. They came back. They kind of they they put their stamp on it and they said, you know, we're, we're not just some team that added a lot of talent and we're just going to be uh, – seven win team they're gonna i think they're gonna be good this year julio jones had a great game derrick henry is back um and, you know we, we we mentioned carson Wentz probably won't play this week so jacob eason going up against a a questionable defense in tennessee but a, a defense yeah. that i think could be very good um if everybody's kind of clicking on all cylinders by the end of the year um so i'm going with tennessee so my five picks of this week three if i can find it is tennessee uh seattle the New York Giants, sorry, the New Jersey Giants, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Green Bay Packers. Those are my five picks. All right, my final pick. Look, we've gotten a ton of shit from this fan base in the past month. We sure but have. But they're playing. Rightfully, rightfully so, too. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, we were we we underestimated them. We didn't mm-hmm. see a lot in them. Now, by no means do I think they're going to be a 12-win team still, but they're going to be in the mix at the end of the year. I'll pick the Raiders start 3-0, and beat a Dolphins team that's looked abysmal so far this year. They're starting Jacoby Brissett. Um, now the defense, Max Crosby looks really good. I don't like – I'm going to kind of echo Matt here. He's not going to keep up this Bruce Smith pace that he's been on, but he's, he's been playing well. Casey Hayward had a hell of a game against Pittsburgh. Uh, he was matched up with Chase Claypool most of the game, and he made multiple plays on the ball to uh, um, avoid big plays from happening downfield. So – uh, defensively, they look better than a lot of people expected. Offensively, Derek Carr's been a menace. So, yes, I will take the Raiders over the Dolphins, which means my five picks are the Patriots over the Saints, the Giants over the Falcons, the Rams over the Buccaneers, Packers over the 49ers, and the Raiders over the Dolphins. Kurt and I are both 7-3 and three going into Week 3. Um, so we'll see if uh, one of us can gain the edge. After. Week three already. My God, I feel I like I feel like we were just talking about who's going to be the second quarterback off the board. I mean, it's <laughs> time flies. Time flies, but uh, it's it's been fun. It's been it it's been real fun, and we got another good week here, and we got a whole season ahead of us. So I cannot wait. Um, but until then, you guys can follow along with us all along the way. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us with all our work coming out. I got my piece coming out soon with Fansided. Uh, I've got one coming every week. And all my other work, Jared, where can they find your stuff? You can find me on Twitter at JBaileyNFL. Um, Steelers piece today for Fansided. Patriots piece today for Fansided. Uh, Pittsburgh Sports Now as well. Everything Steelers there. Um, I'll be releasing a piece hopefully later today, if not today, tomorrow. Um, giving every starting quarterback in the NFL their pro wrestler comparison. This is fun piece. It's very fun. So if you're a wrestling fan, you will enjoy this. Um, so that'll be coming out within the next 24 hours as well. Uh, but yeah, 
uh, at JBaileyNFL on Twitter to uh, keep up with everything. Kurt, what is your Twitter so they can keep up with you? Find me at Kurt, K-U-R-T, Hamaser, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R, 88. Um, Bills fans have been an interesting bunch this this <laughs> go around so far in the season, but uh, that's that's the fun of it. That's Bills Mafia for you. So we got a good bounce back game against Washington and Taylor Heineke this week. Can't wait. Wouldn't it be kind of funny if Taylor Heineke just goes in there and lights it up? No, not at all. <laughs> the Bills defense has been looking lights out this year, though. I mean, they just shut out the Miami Dolphins. They look good against Pittsburgh. Um, they're getting a lot of a lot of pressure, which I'm a little surprised with. Uh, AJ Epinesa is looking like a monster out there. Gregory Epinesa Rousseau, fantastic. Gregory Rousseau is looking like a steal of a draft, and Starla Tulay, Ed, Ed Oliver, the whole front seven is looking very, very good so far. Um, so it'll be a good test against a good Washington team, and I can't wait. That'll be a fun game. Like Buffalo's mm-hmm. favored by eight and a half. I feel like Washington should cover. I, I don't think it'll be a blowout. Washington has a great defense, and yeah. with the way that the Bills' offense has been playing this year, a little inconsistent, they're going to give them some problems. And they got a great front seven and a not bad, but a not good Bills' offensive line. Uh, so, like I said, it'll be a very, very good test to kind of see where this team is at. And Heineke has played well. Like. Mm-hmm. We yep. thought that maybe the playoff game would be like you know a little bit of a one-hit wonder. He looked good when he came yep. in against the Chargers. He played great against the Giants. Like this, uh, I think if he keeps this up, Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't getting that starting job back. Like this is Taylor Heineke's team probably for the rest. That's of the fair. Year. That, that that's a fair fair assumption. Um, he's just one of those players that's going to be kind of scrappy all year long, and he's going to make some plays, but he's also going to make some boneheaded plays that hopefully come this Sunday at one o'clock. Um, so he's a good player. He's, he's good. He's got a lot of talent around him. I mean, Terry McLaurin is making a case to be a top five receiver in this league. So Washington's got a bright future, um, whether they stick with Heineke going forward or not. I, I think that they're a good team going forward. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, Enjoy your week three of action. We got Carolina Houston tomorrow night, which should result in the Carolina Panthers being three and zero, and Sam Darnold continuing his revenge tour with two middle fingers in the air. Very much looking forward to it. I'm so happy for Sam Darnold. I've tweeted so much about the Panthers. The Panthers followed me on Twitter. We've been, yes. We're best friends now. It's, it's a great time to be alive. Um, so yes, my babies of the season, the Carolina Panthers tomorrow against uh, Davis Mills and the Houston Texans. So um, that'll be. My guess the Panthers should handle that pretty handedly, and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are going to be talking about you know their one their four twenty five game by the third quarter. So um, a good a good weekend ahead as it always is during the NFL season. Thank you so much for watching, uh, as you always do. We appreciate you guys watching every week. It means a lot to us. Uh, stick with us on Twitter. We will see you next week to talk about week three and then uh, preview week four. So till then, Kurt Homser, Jarrett Bailey, this is Laces Out. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.